When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi guys, welcome to the Watchlist stream. I'm Nymphria and with Game Week 25 complete, it's time to start thinking about Double Game Week 26 with some Watchlist players. I'm joined as always by my good friend Kylie. How are you doing, buddy? I'm really good, thank you. I'm glad to be back. We had a lot of fun last week, so keen to, to kick it off again. Yeah, absolutely. With a massive double on its way as well, and plenty to think about for the coming weeks. What we'll be attempting to cover today, Kylie? So, as usual, we will be looking immediately at the game week ahead and then beyond. This is, of course, our big double game week, uh, or I think our biggest so far, certainly given that uh, the infamous game week 22 double did not turn out to be <laughs> what it was meant to be Yeah, because of all those postponements. So, this is kind of our biggest one to date, so we're all quite excited. There's lots of people looking at chips to deploy. What's the best strategy? We've, of course, got uh, Jota news that is impacting yeah. a lot of people. Oh. I can already see in the chat someone <laughs> has asked about it. Uh, on that, I don't know, it looks like two weeks, so yeah. problematic for for this game week, obviously. It's typical. I mean, I don't yeah. have Jota, so like Nim and I, I just before the stream yeah. were talking about this. <laughs> I've got Robbo, so I was like, that's great. Uh, I know, She's I think it's so going to like give me like a minus eight to get to him, like to Robertson if I want to make the switch. And he may not play both. This is I the, know. the risk. So. Like if, yeah. I, if I knew he was going to play both, then you're just like, oh, well, go for it. Get three double game week players in for a minus eight. It kind of feels like a no-brainer, but you don't obviously know the Robbo is definitely going to play no. both. So then it makes life so much harder. And it's just like, oh, I would have been okay if Jot was only going to miss one. But as you say, it full, looks yeah. like it's going to be two weeks from, well, we don't know that for definite. It's just like on the grapevine that it's yeah. going to be two weeks. So uh, it makes life a lot harder, I I think. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, that's, that's by and large what we're going to be looking at. Yeah. And of course, as always, the information that we have on the stream is, is basically what's out there at the moment. So, of course, please do keep up to date on everything else happening because we never know what news will drop quickly. And, and <laughs> Jota is obviously one of those key things. Mm -hmm. And there's, of course, press conferences, so there, there could be any other news. Um, I guess before we kick off, we can have a look in the chat and say yeah. hi to a few people who are there. So we've got... FPL Focus. Hey, oh, how's it going? Buddy. There's Mig. Nice yeah, to hey, see Mig. you there. With Josh Forster. IRL Sakina. I am so sorry if I butcher any names. <laughs> Laka That's amazing. Try That's saying great. that too fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After a few. That'd be a good one. <laughs> right. 
So I think that's going to be our cue. We're going to get straight into it and we'll, of course, dip in and out of the chat as we go. So if, if you do have questions, flag them. And if we miss them um, because we're juggling things, yeah, just, just keep flag asking. them again. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, so... Our first pick is a player that has made our watch list once before and we're hoping he delivers this time and that's Cornet of Burnley. I haven't really looked at Cornet for my team because I was so focused, Kylie, on Vegas as an option. Mm -hmm. And of course, it was that injury that kind of changed all of that thought process. Now, I think there's some talk that Vegas could be okay now that he's done some light training, that he might be back. But I think... As we weren't sure about that, we went slightly safer with the Cornet pick in this yeah. particular in instance for the watch list. Um, he is a great, nice, cheap midfielder at 5.9 million. You know, it, I think he has the double-double, so that's great. I'm, I'm sure Kylie will touch on that in, in a second. He's crazily low-owned at just 0.9%. I mean, that's just crazy. If he was to do anything... In the in the first double or the second double, I mean, that's happy days, isn't it? Really, and and he yeah. has great fixtures, right, Kylie? I mean, he does. Uh, th this is really, let's be honest, it's the reason anybody's looking at Burnley for anything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they've not exactly been the most thrilling uh, team, at, frankly, at either end of the, of the pitch this season. But yeah. they absolutely need to get results. We've emphasised this before. They are in the relegation scrap. They mm. do have loads of fixtures, including this mythic double-double Brighton was supposed to have one. It fell through. So here we are with Burnley. Um, so they've got that. It's uh, Brighton and Spurs for 26. So that's the first one. And then it's Palace and Leicester in 27. So they're not amazing because these are all teams that can score. Um, but they're not terrible either. I mean, let's be honest. It's not like they've got City and Liverpool or anything. So there is some potential for returns there. Yeah. They do have a further two to be scheduled as well, and that's Villa Everton. Again, not bad fixtures to drop in. And, you know, by and large, they've got a pretty good run. So I think really on on paper, he could be a good option. We're going to dig into a few of the other details. I, I think one of the issues, Nim, that everyone would agree with is is the injury history, yeah. right? And, yeah. and what that means in terms of how many minutes you're going to get out of him over the next four games, that double-double period, mm -hmm. that's a cause for concern. Absolutely. I think that's why Veghurst, I, I have no idea if that's how to pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah, which is the first time I've had to say it. Um, <laughs> we got away I, with I, it last week. We're not getting away with it this week. <laughs> no, um, I think... I think the appeal of him was uh, that viable alternative. Mm. And, of course, up front because strikers are, we've talked about it a lot, frankly, yeah. bit crap this year. Mm -hmm. um, so he would have been, he would have felt maybe a slightly more stable option. That There feels mm -hmm. an element of risk associated with uh, Cornet just because of the injuries. But big upside if it if it comes through. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, you touched upon those um, mixed minutes there. And um, recently he has had uh, 45 blank, 90, 68 and 90 in the last four games. But he did manage to score in his 45 minutes against Leeds. So, you know, there's potential there. He's still Bernie's highest scoring midfielder with 57 points. 
which I'm not really sure says much about Burnley, really. <laughs> I think... No, I think scoring against Leeds. Yeah. I mean, Everton scored, what, three against Leeds? So I don't think yeah. that's a ringing endorsement either. Sorry, mm. Leeds fans. No. I do love Leeds, but yeah. they're defensively yeah. a bit shaky. Yeah, I think only Pope has more points than Cornet this season with 72. Side note, so. vindication for Pope. For yes. everyone who questioned Thank us you. last week. Yes. And then he, I, I mean, I think it was literally right after we all got yeah. off the stream last literally. week with the 27 <laughs> double news dropped. And I was like, yeah. yes. yes. We were like, vindication, double, double, let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, Cornet's stats over there then, Kylie? Yeah, okay. So his stats aren't amazing, right? XG 1.91 and an XA of 0.62 for benefits of uh, podcast listeners who obviously can't see it on the screen. Mm. Only Watford have scored less goals than Burnley's three over the last six games. And that's obviously a result of Roy Hodgson coming in and um, basically solidifying Watford's defence and, and therefore destroying any attacking potential of their, uh, you know, a, a king, well, and more so Dennis. So it, it, that doesn't bode well at all. And in fact, their total attempts on goal during that period is 58. Wow. That's half of Liverpool's in that six weeks. <laughs> Liverpool are like a hundred and... Eight or something. So I'm not it's, sure it's we're selling up. this whole corner. No, I know. Here. I'm sorry, but I'm just I'm, te- I'm looking at what the stats are telling me, and this is what they're telling me. You know, um, so they are they are worst for that. I think and they're second worst for shots on target in that period, and they've had 16 of those. So that doesn't look super compelling from a Burnley perspective. I do think that we're seeing an improvement maybe not necessarily in attack, certainly in defence, and that can breed confidence, which could ultimately give them a bit of buoyancy that they need, and I think that urgency factor is coming through. Um, More positive for Corne really, is the fact that he's had 12 attempts on goal in the last six games, five shots on target. That's not too bad. And I think also, given the fact that we're right here you know, two days from the double game week kicking off, Jota injury, Martinelli annoyingly went and got his red card. Yeah. So <laughs> where maybe there wasn't necessarily a an open midfield slot before, mm-hmm. there is now. I mean, yeah. we're going to look at some other options later in the stream, you know, that kind of sit in that same spot. But like the reality is Burnley don't have blanks. They have lots of doubles. So if you're so inclined... He's not a bad punt to replace one of those who, who aren't really working at the moment. Yeah. And Marcus says in the chat, they've not won a game since October. <laughs> yeah, right. So Marcus is agreeing with my... Um, yes. He's <laughs> supposed to be endorsing. We're not endorsing, we're discussing. Discussing, yeah. We're, we're kind of putting a name well, out there and, you know... Yeah. You know, on Twitter certainly you're seeing, and I imagine in the FF Scout community as well, you're seeing his name come up quite mm-hmm. a lot. So it is worthy of discussion as, as to whether he's someone... And I think you can take the punt. I think you just mm-hmm. need to... Um, be moderate in terms of 
yeah. your expectations. If he scores one goal in That's one of brilliant. those games, yeah. you know, happy days at that price point is yeah. not going to break the bank and you're probably laughing, you know, it's going to get if you some If he shows up, points. it's not too bad, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. If yeah. he gets the appearance points, a decent baseline. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we'll move on to our second pick and it's Tierney of Arsenal, an attacking defender with two home fixtures that look good on paper, right, Kylie? Yeah, they do. I uh, I actually really love the the Tierney pick. Um, so they've got Brentford and Wolves for the double, right? Wolves, from an attacking perspective, not a great fixture um, because obviously they've been defensively re- resolute. But from a defensive perspective, you know, they don't score a huge amount of goals. So there's potential there in both of those matches for a clean sheet. We know that Tierney has attacking threat and we'll cover that in a bit, but... I think the main thing that might put people off is that game week 27 blank. It's obviously coming right after tricky because Liverpool and Arsenal do have the best fixtures for the, for the 26 double. And then naturally (laughs) they're the two that miss out. I mean, there's more that miss out, but they're the prominent two that miss out in, in 27. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, after that, their fixture run is so, so good for the rest of the season. It's Mm -hmm. near criminal, right? They've got Watford, Leicester, Villa, immediately after a sea of green and that runs right the way through to the end of the season the only caveat to that is that while they have three remaining fixtures to be scheduled it's against Liverpool Chelsea and Tottenham yeah so the three to be scheduled not so great but let's be honest they're being dropped in as doubles so it's kind of a bonus and all the rest of the fixtures are really good so I think in that respect He's pretty compelling again. Yeah. A bit of an injury cloud over him. And yes. that's I know you're a bit reticent yeah. about him. Yeah, well, you know, Tini is always a player I get nervous to own as an Arsenal fan. It's kind of this mixture between him being made of glass and me not wanting to break <laughs> him, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but as you say, he's an absolutely great pick for this particular mm. double because as far as we were aware, he's all good. Um, he is a little on the expensive side at 5.1 million, but his attacking threat warrants that, I feel. Um, with Vegas out, I've been deciding if to invest in another defender with a double. So considering like another Wolves defender, because I already have Kilman, so maybe eight Nori, Tarkovsky, or of course, Teeny. Um, Teeny is higher owned than I had imagined, to be yeah. honest, with a TSB of 12.8%. So that's more than the likes of Ramsey, Kane, Watkins. You know, that's that's a lot higher than I would have expected. Uh, someone needs a bit of encouraging to go for him. What, what are his overall stats looking like? So uh, it's a bit confusing, right? Because actually, if you look at his xg this season it's 0.59 now he is a defender in fairness right Hmm. um and his xa is 1.06 like that is quite confusing given yeah how we associate him with being attacking um in general but over the last six matches he's Mm -hmm. had seven attempts on goal four of them have been on target and in fact those seven attempts uh, second best for defenders. The only one ahead of him in that metric is actually Van Dyke of Liverpool by one. He's on eight. So that's a bit yeah. random. So you can see that he definitely shoots. I mean, I think anyone who watches him play sees that happen, even if yeah. they're not always going in. <laughs> he's one of those players that has, you know, the potential to just have a whopper 
game week. I mean, we've seen him before. I think he's had an 18-pointer before. Yeah. So maybe last season. Um, so I, I think it's there and you kind of just have to hope that this is the week that he delivers on it. I mean, mm. Arsenal's defence has been tight. We've talked about this yeah. a lot. Last six um, game weeks, they are joint top for clean sheets on four with City, right, who are largely heralded as the, the best defence in the league and, and rightly so. Um, they're second best, best for goals conceded in that period. So they've only conceded three goals, which is, again, really good. Yeah. Also um, just behind City on that one. They are top for shots on target conceded over all teams. So in the six weeks, they've only conceded 12 shots on target, which okay. is really impressive. They are third behind, I think it's City and Liverpool. Yep, for um, total shots conceded with 60. And they are also joint top for big chances conceded. So defensive metrics look really, really good, which is what you want. It's a baseline. Those attacking returns are a bonus, but he is actually going and attempting them. And the fixtures line up really nicely. So mm -hmm. between all of that and their XGC, which is uh, third best over the last six game weeks, again, it, it all ties into them being pretty consistent performers from a defensive perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Tini isn't actually our top scoring defender this season. That's Gabrielle. However, Tini had that stint of about six weeks out with his injury around game week nine. So, you know, you can bear that in mind. He, he has managed a goal and three assists this season. So that's pretty good. One of those goals and one of those assists coming in the last four go game weeks. So there's some recent form there. Are you considering Tini for your team, Kylie? I'm not, and only because um, I would have to take another hit to do it. Um, and if I did that, it would essentially mean while I'd have 10 double game weekers, I'd have to bench one of Cancelo or Bowen. Yeah. And my I'm currently set up to have nine doublers plus the two of them. I'm really happy to play the two of them. Last time we had a big double and I free hit, I benched Bowen and I didn't uh, have Cancelo on my free hit and they okay. both absolutely destroyed me. Yeah. So <laughs> I have PTSD from that and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> That's the only reason that I, I won't get Tierney in because if I did, for instance, if I didn't have the Liverpool double up with um, Robbo and Trent, then yeah. I probably would have brought Tierney in because I, I really do fancy him to mm -hmm. do well in this double. And I think if you can get through 27 with him mm -hmm. um, and, you know, maybe bench him depending on who you've got, getting him for that run of fixtures as well. I, I just think side. that he'll do well i am also surprised at his ownership because i feel yeah. like i know one person who <laughs> yeah. has tierney yes and i i just really thought that he he would have been sort mm. of max six percent but yeah. there you go obviously there are people out there outside of the community <laughs> that probably are like, doing a lot better than i am yeah. this <laughs> tierney guy he's pretty damn good yeah <laughs> we're all not... like uh robertson uh cancello <laughs> you know, know not paying any attention whatsoever but you know maybe i could be persuaded obviously i now have a bit more of the headache with uh, yeah. Jota and and Berghurst obviously potentially now being fit so everything's still a bit more up in the air for me but um but yeah, maybe I could be persuaded to go for our guy. Or maybe not. Nuclear Adams there. What if Tierney gets shattered during the game week? Don't say that. Oh, will no. And not I will. Yeah, not because, because he's in my team. <laughs> yeah. Football Arsenal team. would. Yeah, we. 
Yeah, like just literally when you're reading out those stats for Arsenal there, uh, Kylie, I was just like, please do not mess this up, guys. Like we have a serious chance of getting top four here. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about Tierney. I was just thinking about the team. <laughs> it's like I, you don't want any changes. It's just like yeah. everyone just keep going as you yeah. are. Exactly. Just keep doing your thing, lads. Okay, let's move on to our third pick. And it's Saar of Wolves. So we're getting a bit keen on adding these goalkeepers in recently. (laughs) (laughs) To be a lot of them. I know, they're sneaking in. Uh, Saar's just been amazing this season. I think Mm. he's been left behind because of double game week goalkeepers like De Gea and spotlight keepers like Ramsdale, as you were just saying. You know, Arsenal have done really well on defence. He's a tad pricey at 5.2 million, but, you know, not the most expensive. But a nice differential at just 7.6%. I'd like Saar, but I'm all in with my keepers, Ramsdale and De Gea. But if I was wildcarding, I'd probably go for him. You know, his fixtures look good, Kylie. Yeah, they do. They look really good. It, it's He's kind of that combo of fixtures and, and form. So one big benefit of course um unlike ramsdale is that they don't have any blanks they do have an immediate double um right now and it, not right now but you know this this game week yeah. with leicester and arsenal it it's not the easiest fixtures on paper by any means because while leicester are woeful defensively they have been scoring lots of goals they've been super attacking this season um and we expect that arsenal will score um so i think it, it sounds tricky, but again, Saar's one of those who's kept a clean sheet in sort of unexpected matches. So I, I wouldn't necessarily write that off as as not having potential. Yeah. Um, they've got one additional fixture to drop in after this double, and it is Watford. So that's always lovely. Um, basically a guaranteed clean sheet, right? Surely. <laughs> <Hopefully>. um, <laughs> I say with two Watford forwards. <laughs> yeah, there's still so many people that have two Watford forwards, oh, actually. I've only the one now, but, oh, God, I can't wait to get rid That's a segue completely. Yeah. It, it's a largely really good run for them. Mm-hmm. They do have fixtures against uh, City and Chelsea later in the season, so they will be a bit tricky. But, again, you don't expect Wolves to get absolutely smashed. So I think, you know, especially if you're looking, if you are someone, we touched on this last week when we were talking about Pope. Um, if you've got De Gea and, yeah. and maybe a Sanchez or a Foster or someone, you know, it, it means then that you don't have double, I mean, Foster has double gamings, but let's be honest, right? Like yeah. certainly De Gea at his price, you're, you're really not going to want him probably to be your primary keeper. Um, in your case, it's fine then because, you know, he's kind of your backup to Ramsdale who does yeah. have these doubles. And I don't um, think I'll have both of them going forward when I wildcard because I still do yeah. have my wildcard. So. so you can go cheaper. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to want to move one on. Mm-hmm. And I do think if you're not going Ramsdale for you know, any of those reasons, you've got Pope and Saar as the standouts. Saar definitely from the better team and has been, in my opinion, uh, completely outstanding this season. I, we, we all keep forgetting about him. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and there's really not much difference in price between Saar and De Gea. So I mm-hmm. think if you don't trust the Burnley defence, yeah, then, you know, that kind of eliminates Pope and you really should consider Saar. Yeah, so... 
it's kind of why I went Kilman a few weeks back actually was that world's defense because I really liked the the look of them Sars played 90 minutes of every Premier League match for Wolves so far this season he's got nine clean sheets for the season and a sneaky assist to boot as mm. well he's only conceded 17 goals this season now considering Meslier is topping the list with 46 goals conceded you can see that Saar is doing really well on that scale looking ahead do you have some stats that could help us with Saar Kylie yeah so um kind of what you were alluding to there he's done so well he's actually the second highest scoring goalkeeper this season so he's only one point behind Edison right and Edison obviously has kept more clean sheets mm-hmm City are usually the the top team for clean sheets. So that's a reflection not only of how well he's done, but he's been getting saves and everything as well. Um, Over the last six games, as uh, I said earlier, I think they're joint second for... Oh, no, I was talking about Arsenal because I was like, this statistic is the same, but they're actually joint (laughs) with Arsenal for... for goals conceded. So maybe Ramsdale and Saar or Pope yeah. and Saar is the way forward. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But then you've got to bench one of them for clean sheets. It's a nightmare. So they're joint second for clean sheets as well with three. And what's interesting is if you look at the other metrics, so uh, attempts conceded, shots on target conceded, you know, uh, XG, XGC, I think their XGC is 7.06 over that six-game week period. They've only conceded three goals. All of that amounts to the fact that other teams are getting through the Wolves' defence and they yeah. are able to shoot, mm-hmm. but they're just not getting past Saar very easily. So it kind of reflects what a great keeper he's been, which I think anyone who's watched him would agree um, yeah. that he's made some terrific saves and he's been really, really commanding um, for Wolves between the sticks. So I think all of the stats support what we're saying here, that actually... You're not just going to go change a keeper for the sake of it because there's so many transfers to make, so much going on. Yeah. But if you are in the market for one, he just seems like someone that you can pop in for the rest of the season and not think about it. And I think it's yeah. probably a good bit of money spent. Absolutely. Completely, completely agree with you. Um, We do have a couple of questions in the chat. And um, I think... Christo Farier, would you play Brogia over King? I think I would, Kylie. What about you? Yeah, so I, I'm in actually this little pickle myself. Oh, it's okay. Dennis, not not King. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have Brogia, and I have much more faith in his ability to score. I think he just <laughs> he looks so good, and I just think I'm probably benching points here this week. I think I'm more inclined to play Dennis despite his recent red card or sending off two yellows um, than King because he still does seem to be the best chance that Watford have for scoring. But I think if it was King, even with two matches, I probably fancy Brogia more. I mean, it's a risk. Yeah. Because King will play both. Mm -hmm. But I, I think there's good upside on that because I I would be shocked to see a return from King at at the way it's going. Absolutely. Um, BE0576 says Veghurst or Corne. Now we were kind of up in the air about which one to add to our watch list this week, Kylie. If Veghurst is fit, would would you edge more towards one or the other? So I think someone had popped in the chat earlier that he was seen in light training. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
which almost would make me more nervous because it's like light training. Ah, yeah, good point. You know, Mm. you know, like I. I think he'll he'll have limited minutes probably in the first match, and then they'll probably judge it based on that as to what he gets in the second. Yeah, and I mean, the the reality is he does have the double in 27, so Mm -hmm. you're kind of future-proofing your team there if if you get him in. Um, And I think if he's fit, he probably plays more minutes than than Corne. I I think it's so much to do with your team. If you have a midfield slot and you're really scrambling to find someone, Corne Mm -hmm. could be a really good fit. If you're determined to make a forward transfer, then maybe it's worth taking the punt on Beckhurst. But there are qualifiers to each, which make it a little bit tricky absolutely completely completely agree okay it's that time of the episode where we're going to have a quick look at the fancy football scout watch list ahead of game week 26 which you can find on the first page of the website it takes into account uh, players position their form and fixtures that in mind what's standing out for you on this week's scout watch list kylie I actually have to pull it up i'm sorry guys. <laughs> i'm usually more organized than this but it's just one of those one of those weeks it's all good i've noticed that um beghurst's movement despite his injury he's made his way you know up the list which i think is really interesting because i think the tendency would be that potentially with with that injury that you know he wouldn't be on a lot of yeah wouldn't be on a lot of people's watch lists but yeah it's and he's actually gone right up into fourth yeah again i think that's probably a reflection of how disappointing the forwards are yeah um mm. I, yeah I, I mean it's interesting to note as well pope has gone into number one spot um mm. on that on that chart um yeah. i can't remember where he was last week but he definitely wasn't as high as that mm. so that's obviously a nod to the 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 double double yeah. um and interestingly you can see sanchez and de Gea below that i imagine that that's going to change this week yeah. Um, so if you keep an eye on that watch list, you'll probably see that Saar and Ramsdale, probably Saar because he doesn't have the blank, mm-hmm. goes up into second because, yeah. let's be honest, Saar. So we amazing. don't have the goalkeepers on this particular um, graphic, but yeah, you can catch you can catch that graphic on the website. Um, but Ramsey sneaking into the watch list, I thought was pretty yes, cool for the yeah. for the midfielders and Brozier finally making it above King, which I thought was you know that might <laughs> answer sure your question from earlier. To be honest, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Do we have any um, comments or questions in the chat before we just move on? Um, okay, there's a comment here from Geo Boys. Deitch was more positive than that. Expects him to be available. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. So that's obviously about Beckhurst. So yeah, I read it a little more like he was on the kind of more positive side of that light training rather than the negative, which is why I feel like he might have limited minutes, whether it, like he'll start and then come off early or, you know, come on towards the end of the match and then they'll take it from there, you know, is, is kind of what I'm feeling from the comments. I can see quite a few questions in here as well. So someone's asking Diaz to Gabrielle or Tierney. I wouldn't. Now, I would usually advocate for jumping in on a double, especially a double as good as Arsenal's. Yeah. But what I would say is that Diaz and City, like they could easily keep a clean sheet. They play next week when Tierney and uh, Gabriel won't. I I probably wouldn't. Yeah. If it was, you know, Dawson, 
mm-hmm. or someone like <laughs> yeah. that than I than I would. Yeah. Right? Um, and someone also said, "Would you take a hit for Sufal to Sice?" I actually quite like the Sice pick because yeah. I could see him getting a goal because we, mm-hmm. we know he has goal threat. Yeah. Um, and again, you could keep him for for a good long run. So. Although, just beware of those West Ham defenders because I last week sold Dawson and bought no. Webster, so I actually sold a scoring defender for a scoring. <laughs> That's right. I actually got Dawson <laughs> off the bench. Yes, I, you did. I never so I was kind of happy for you. And to be Thank honest, you. like to be honest, I got a clean sheet extra out of Webster, so you know, I, I can't moan too you much. Really. Out, yeah. yeah, I did. I did now in the end. Okay. All right. I think it's time to move on to our watch list picks for the double game yeah. week twenty six. Who is your pick this week, Kylie? Right, so I've gone for the little love bug. I love him so much. <laughs> yes, he's, I just he want to give him a hug. He's so adorable <laughs> and he just always looks happy. He does. Of course, uh, Saka, right? Yeah. So, um, again, I've talked about how I really like the the double for Arsenal. Obviously, again, Wolves fixture is not amazing from a, a, an attacking perspective, but I still think with their fixtures beyond, he looks really good. He's 6.4, which is so cheap right mm-hmm. given what he is capable of and 14.5 percent owned so he's not like a differential no. but that's still quite low so mm-hmm. you can get really good games so it's brentford and wolves for the double he then blanks and then it's watford straight after so as long as you've kind of got a plan for how you're navigating 27 which i think people will have at this stage they'll have worked that out um so if you're in a position where you can get an additional player from Arsenal, I think he looks really good. I, I won't cover all of the um, fixtures like in detail again because we covered them with the Tierney pick. Yeah. But his XG of 4.97 and XA of 3.36, six goals, five assists, not bad given his price. I think most would agree he really should have more than that um, because there's a lot of matches that you watch and he's <laughs> maybe frustrated owners a little bit in yeah. periods because he's really, he always looks so involved and so like he's going to come away with a haul and mm-hmm. he doesn't always, but I just think with the price, it's kind of hard to argue with any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had 19 attempts on goal in the last six matches. Yeah, okay. So rather than game weeks. Um, that is second highest in that um, metric. Only Salah has more. And bear in mind, I'm talking about Salah's last six matches as well. So that sort of excludes that period that he was gone. And really, we have to look at things in terms of matches with data at the moment, just because they're still pulling in weird game weeks where certain teams didn't play. It yeah. just makes it all messy. <laughs> the only thing um, that I would say about that is that there were 19 attempts, only six of them were on target. So it's about a third. It's not, you know, he's not the most clinical. Mm. But as long as he's still firing in attempts, I, I still think that you can't go too far wrong. And again, right, we were talking about Kone as a possibility for your teams if you've got Jota injured. Saka looks perfect. And anyway, yeah. if you had Jota, you had to have a plan mm-hmm. for what to do in 27. You're just swapping to someone else. Team Saka. Yeah, I think... I, I, like um atoms has put here haha the arsenal fan didn't choose saka no, <laughs> we did discuss this and kylie kylie loves saka so i, I, I let do. her have it but i i don't think he's a bad pick at all uh i think for myself it's just that 
I'm not really wanting to use a chip potentially in game week 27 and to hopefully get through that. So I'm not discounting the Saka pick, but it's obviously it needs a little more planning if I decide to go for him because he will have that blank where I where I'm not, you know, free hitting or trying to, you know, find somebody yeah. else potentially for that place. But if I can cover like having him in for say somebody like Jota and I can potentially sell somebody somewhere else to kind of place him on that bench where Jota would have been anyway then as you say Arsenal's fixtures after that are just really nice what happens in terms of rotation worries me slightly because we do have a lot of fixtures and a lot of games but yeah I think he feels less risky than the alternatives absolutely that's a great point yeah and I think the reality is with so many fixtures for so many teams, like rotation's going to happen. It, yeah. it, it is. So you're just hedging your bets and trying to go for the one that you think will get the maximum amount of minutes. And when mm-hmm. we're talking about attacking players, you know, they can still return off the bench. So I probably wouldn't overstress. I mean, look, I'm Saka is coming into my team. So Ooh. I'm obviously... I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, guys. <laughs> just yeah, you know. that's, that's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> Although I did bring in Robbo and I have done very well out yes, of him. Yes, that's very but, true. But I'm not having an incredible season. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, do you know what? No one gets Saka. Let me have him. <laughs> just, well, 15.5% do already have it. So, you know, it's, it's, he's already fairly decently owned. But yeah, no, I, th- I think uh, I think he's a good shout. I've gone with uh, Jimenez of Wolves. With the Veghurst injury and him potentially being, you know, out and Kane not delivering last game week, I started to look elsewhere for an Antonio replacement. Mm-hmm. And Jimenez fits that kind of double game week bill. So anyone who's seen my team selection video on my channel at the beginning of the week would have seen that, you know, I, I planned to get him in. Um, he has Leicester and Arsenal in that double. So I'd be hoping that he turns up some trees in that Leicester match, mm. given mostly because Arsenal have kept 11 clean sheets this season, as you said, only behind Liverpool and Manchester City. So it might be tough for uh, 